1: You're listening to Perpetual Traffic.
0: Hello and welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is your host, Ralph Burns, and this is episode 231. And I'm really excited about this week's show because we've got a special guest from OMG Commerce that, you know, he's really sort of the brains behind OMG Commerce. We've had, you know, the guy who is the face of OMG Commerce a couple of times on this show here, episodes 202 and Episodes 147 His name is Brett Curry But Brett's just the face of OMG And OMG is the E-commerce Google agency That we refer to pretty much all of our business, too. When somebody wants to combine the worlds of Facebook, Google, and Amazon, these are the guys we call. And the brains behind that operation is with me today. Sorry, Brett, we're just giving Brett a hard time. But anyway, today I've got Chris Brewer with me from OMG, and he is the co-founder of OMG Commerce. And we're going to be talking today about how to hire an agency, because he's the one, if you do want to hire OMG, he's the one you'll probably be talking to a lot. And we're going to tell you exactly how he Helps customers come on board with his agency and how he sets them up for success, as well as I'll certainly give our info on how we do that as well at Tier Eleven. So, Chris, man, great to have you on the show here today. Can't wait to start talking about this stuff as I know you and I are both pretty passionate about it. So, welcome to Perpetual Traffic.
1: Oh, thank you, Ralph. You know, I just had to collect myself there with that powerful introduction. You know, every great leader needs a a, a quiet solid voice in the background so that they can make the best of of every day. So that's what I try to do. Brett's amazing. He's been an amazing business partner. And, you know, we're just trying to do our part here to try and spread the wealth a little bit today, Ralph.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, we just like to give Brett a hard time because there's no like internal rivalry at OMG Commerce between you guys as like co-founders or anything like that, right? Everything's just totally complimentary. You don't give each other crap, all that sort of stuff, right?
1: Absolutely not. You know, it, after nine years, you know, it's kind of like mom and dad, you know, for nine years, we had offices that were right next to each other and we've currently expanded. Brett has gone upstairs. I have remained on the first floor. Oh, okay. But so- it's all good. It's all good because when I'm on calls, and you may know this, I have a voice that tends to penetrate walls and concrete. And so uh, they have left uh, sales in the basement and everyone else has moved upstairs.
0: Got it. Got it. Well, you know, nothing really happens in business until somebody sells something. And you and I both know that extremely well. I do a lot of the selling of tier 11, On actual calls, as well as our biz dev team. But you're more than just the sales guy, you're the co founder. And obviously, you know, you've set the path for what OMG has been able to do over the course of, God, how many years have you guys been in business now? It's coming up on what? Yeah, it'll
1: be 10 years in September 2020. Man, oh man, yeah.
0: So, Chris handles the marketing, biz dev, as well as a lot of the foundational things that one needs to do inside a a growing business. Whereas Brett, who's been on here, talks a little bit more about the tactical stuff when it comes to Google, specifically on e-commerce. And we share a number of customers together. And and the last episode that we did together, we actually talked about one particular customer that we've just really been able to scale up so much faster using the combination of our respective agencies' talents. And that customer is an ideal customer for both of us. And I think we've actually shared some stories of folks that we maybe don't want to work with and others that we do want to work with together based upon our, you know, respective experiences. And I think the subject of today's show is really relevant coming on the heels of the last two episodes here, Perpetual Traffic, because Perpetual Traffic is open for business for 2020. And we had talked about that And last week's show and the show before that, that you can go to tier11.com forward slash work with us and actually apply to work with tier 11 as a Facebook ad agency. But all we do is Facebook and Instagram ads. And we specialize in that because that's what we're really, really good at. And then when it comes to working with other agencies, particularly in the e-commerce space, you guys are the first people that we recommend just because our teams work well together We both have similar ideals as far as how we work with customers, what types of customers we work with. And a big part of that is the onboarding process, like how you actually do it. So Chris, today is going to be sharing with everyone out there. And if you're looking for an agency maybe you're not looking for you know an agency like us either facebook and instagram or google or you're looking just to hire an agency that could be like a website you know building agency or you know any other type of social media marketing agency the concepts here apply no matter what or if you are a small consultant or maybe you're a consultant or you're an agency listening to the show I think Chris has got some really solid tips here for you as to how you can maybe replicate OMG's process to onboard the right types of customers into your business. So without further ado, let's get right into it, man. We'll be giving a fair amount of info here, and there will be links in the show notes that you can download and how to contact Chris, as well as get a summary of the stuff that will be... talking about today so before we start talking with chris about how to hire fire and most importantly get the most out of your agency i wanted to tell you about a special opportunity to get the most comprehensive facebook advertising swipe file on the planet i am not exaggerating this is not hyperbole (laughs) Listeners of Perpetual Traffic, this is seriously the most killer swipe file that we have accumulated. We've been adding to it for the last five years. I actually forgot we were doing this inside Tier 11. About five years ago, I created a Google Doc for the best performing ads, and I would just sort of throw them in there and actually told our media buyers, say, hey, whenever you guys have a a really good performing ad, just throw it into this swipe file. And somebody reminded me that it was actually in there. And so we're now using it and going to be selling it for $297, which quite honestly is like a steal if you actually did want to sell it. But for us, it manages the principles that are in these ads. Help us manage over $100 million a year in Facebook and Instagram Ad spend. So, if you think of these ads as actually helping build what we've done here at Tier Eleven, we probably spent about a half a billion dollars in that time frame using a lot of these ads. So, not only do you get the image of the ad, but you also get the link that goes to Facebook that shows you the ad. So I don't think anybody has ever done this before. So that's what the reason why we're selling it because it is so valuable. So you have an opportunity to get that to impact your business in the coming year. And I really want you to have it. There is a catch (laughs) to get this swipe file for free. What we'd like you to do is to give a testimonial about perpetual traffic and how perpetual traffic has helped your business, how perhaps some advice from yours truly has helped your business, as well as whether or not you would recommend us to your friends. And that's really all we need. And this is through a service that we use a lot actually for our customers called getBravo.com. So the link actually opens up in your, in your mobile phone, it activates your camera. So you can do a testimonial right there on your mobile device, as well as it does it on your desktop. So it's super easy to do. And once you do that, we will send you this swipe file, which is the hundred million dollar Facebook ad swipe file, which is just amazing. And it's something that, um, will have a huge impact on your business. So go to tier11.com forward slash swipe. That's tier11, T-I-E-R 11.com forward slash swipe. And right there, you can give your testimonial, some instructions there, super easy to do it. And in exchange, we will send you that swipe file within uh, 24, 48 hours after your submission. So just be patient with us here. It's the first time we've ever actually done something like this, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on what the swipe file has meant to you and your business. And like I said, this is a paid thing that we are not giving away. This is not a lead magnet. It's some flimsy piece of content. This is some real chunky stuff that's really going to be able to impact your business, especially to cold traffic. So go to tier11 forward slash swipe. And can't wait to see how it will help you grow your business in the coming year. So how do you hire an agency? Like, what's the best way to do it? Maybe you could just sort of take us through it step by step, and then focus in on some of the things that I think are, you know, really, really relevant to the show's listeners here.
1: Yeah, thanks, Ralph. I think this is an incredibly- relevant topic for the time of year. And, you know, one of the things that got me into this topic, I mean, I've owned other agencies. I've owned a direct mail agency. I've owned an outdoor advertising agency way back in the day. And now for the last, as we said, nine years, I've been a partner with Brett with OMG Commerce. And the thing that I think is interesting is we've all got all this incredible content about e-commerce. We've got books, blogs, articles, videos, courses on creating our businesses, selecting a product, building our site, developing our funnel, email, all of that. But I would say you're going to have a very tough time finding resources on how do I hire an agency? Actually, how do I then fire them if they're not the right fit? And then while we're engaged, how do we make the most of that relationship? So, as a result of really a lack of any kind of education or content on that, we've got our current status quo where engagements are very limited in comparison to in house teams. You've got unmet, unfulfilled potential. And then you've got that excitement that you know about customers at the very beginning. I know about customers at the very beginning. And you've got a potential for that excitement to turn to disappointment if you go into it, if your onboarding process is lacking. So that is why I decided to come up with some research and content around this subject.
0: I think the first time I heard you go through this was at a mastermind that we both belong to, which is tremendously useful, especially if you're in the e-commerce space, and we highly recommend it. There is sort of an application process, but Ezra Firestone's Blue Ribbon Mastermind, and you did this presentation, I think at the last one where we were together And really solid. This is something that these dozens of e-commerce business owners really wanted to know about. And it became one of the most popular talks in that two-day stretch that we, when we were together last. So why don't you just take us through like how to hire and some of the formulas that you guys use. Like if I'm in the market right now to hire an agency, whatever it happens to be, whether it's advertising or other, like what's the things that I should look for? What's the things that you guys look for in order to make sure that it's the right match?
1: Yeah. And you know, this also applies to freelancers as well. And so when we're talking on this podcast about agencies, I think you and your mind can put that over to freelancers as well, because there's some definite parallels. But you know, the first thing you've got to do is get your why answered. Why do we need to hire an agency or a new freelancer or someone in the first place? And that's really coming out with what's your outcome? What do you want as a result? And one of the great questions to ask internally is what are we great at doing? Meaning your brand, what are you great at doing? Where do you need some help? And then this is a great one. How much is it costing you to delay? Because we kick the can down the road. Everybody kicks the can down the road to some point. But how much is that kicking of the can costing you? Before you make some decisions to hire someone that's going to be excellent, if not world class at the things that you're not so great at doing. So, the first thing is to really define those things and also look at what is suffering as a result. We may look at our products, you know, maybe our product sales are suffering as a result, maybe our conversion rates are suffering as a result. But as entrepreneurs, the more that we take on the more that we ignore those things you know, it can have a personal cost as well with the culture within our company even at our family's level so that's one of the first things to do is really establish that that why question ralph right right
0: and super important i think one of the bigger things is is like the costing us like that's one of the questions that we ask on our initial discovery calls like you know what's going to happen or what's the impact of not doing this like where will you not get to and people don't really like that question but it's we refer to that as sort of an an impact question and, and oftentimes it seems like when customers or would be customers for tier 11 agency are asked that question that they're taken aback by it like man i never really thought about it that way so i think it is important to go into you know, an agency relationship and realize like, what am I going to gain? Yes, of course, but also what am I going to lose if I keep doing it this way? Where does that put me a year out from now or six months from now? That kind of thing. But they're tough questions to answer. And I think it's really important as a first step.
1: And, you know, that evaluation of talents that you have in-house versus what may be the potential of hiring outside. And and that's a big debate, right? These days too, is when do you bring on an an in-house team And I think there's no easy answer for anyone because there are some people that know individuals in their network that they could probably assemble an in house team fairly easily. There's others that it's going to take quite a bit of work. And I would say also trial and error before you get the right in house team. So, you know, the benefits of hiring out is if you do the proper vetting process, which we're going to talk about a little bit, if you do the right investigations, then you can be assured of getting not just one individual, but an entire team that I would argue if you tried to hire those people in-house would be thousands if not tens of thousands more to do that internally.
0: Yeah, and that's a big, big question. And that's one of the ones that we're sometimes asked on discovery calls too is like, what would you do if you were in my shoes? Would you hire an agency? Usually by the time they actually get to talking with us, they're pretty well defined that yes we are going to hire an agency to do this but is there somebody on your team that can potentially do the thing that you're trying to hire for or is it really outside of you know your circle of influence or what you're really really good at which i know is one of the questions that you use when you're establishing the why but that is like where is that line do i do this internally or do i outsource it to somebody like an agency i never really have a great answer aside from do you have resources that can be the best in the world world class at X skill? In our case, it's Facebook and Instagram ads. In your case, obviously it's Google. So, but I think it's really important for businesses to sort of take that self-assessment and make that determination. And obviously if, if you're considering hiring an agency, you know, I mean, that's a hard thing to say, yes, you should, or no, you shouldn't. Do you get a lot of questions like that on some of your calls or by the time people actually come to talk to you, they've already established in their mind, yes, agency is right for me. Do you still have some that are a little bit on the fence? Not quite sure if I should establish an internal team or whether I should outsource it to an agency like you guys.
1: Most of the time, by the time they reach out to us, because frankly, right now, most of our leads are referral-based or they heard, for instance, Brett on your podcast or they heard me on a podcast or they heard Brett speak somewhere or Ezra Firestone referred them or someone... Like that. So, by the time they come to us, they're pretty solid. They want to hire someone. And I would say, in some cases, they're too solid that they want to hire us. They've skipped steps in terms of asking the really tough questions. And I think for anyone that you're referred to, whether it's us or it's Tier 11 or any other agency, don't skip steps of kind of interrogating in a nice way, asking questions, asking those hard questions. And a lot of times people will just assume things and, you know, on the team side, Ralph, I could argue that, you know, one of our company values is we're not going to do anything unless we can do it world-class. That's a very high standard. Did we get there overnight or in a year or two years? No, it has taken us and I'm sure my COO could speak to this, but I would argue it's taken us about five years of blood, sweat, and tears, and and hiring tools, and leveling up, and building a culture that has allowed us to confidently say, we are world-class at Google Ads. We are world-class at Amazon Ads. That's why we don't offer uh, Facebook Ads at a level that you would. We don't do website development. We don't do email marketing because we can't answer yes to those questions. So I think most of the people by the time they come to us, they're already sold that they want to have someone like us do it. I would also say to the agencies that are listening to this podcast as well, that's the own interrogation you need to do of yourself is finding out what are we best at doing that we can be confident about. And I would frankly say you need to find someone like Ralph at tier 11 to refer Facebook ads to if you're not world-class at doing it or find someone else the other services. And that's how really we've been able to have incredible growth over the last three to five years.
0: Yeah, agreed. We get this question, well, I wouldn't say quite a bit, but I mean, it's always a question that's sort of out there is, should I hire an agency that does it all? So for example, and I have a lot of interactions with these like Madison Avenue types of agencies, because we're considered a New York based Facebook Ad agency. So we're invited down to new. York. I'm going down there next month to talk with them and actually do a talk. And we'll be meeting other agency owners down there or managers, that kind of thing, because most of them are doing Facebook, they're doing Google, they're doing, you know, all the other forms of media. You know, you name it, you know, Snapchat all the way through to Bing to like you just name display, you know, programmatic. And sometimes we get the question, well. Should I hire somebody like that who's sort of uh, a jack of all trades? And in our case, you know, I can sort of think, well, that means also master of none. Or should I go, all right, tier 11, OMG commerce, another agency for this, another agency for this? So should I sub specialize? What do you typically tell people? I mean, obviously, we're in the self interest of, you know, going after specialized agencies for specialized skills, but. As a whole, that is a question that we we do
1: get. How do you typically answer that? Well, I'll answer it this way. If you look at what the Fortune 1000 are doing right now, the number one position that they are hiring right now is a title called performance marketer. And that's someone who's looking at actual conversion-related transactions rather than brands. Because a Fortune 1000, their brand is firmly established. However, those companies are getting death by a thousand paper cuts by most of the people that are listening to this podcast. We are taking market share away from these big brands. And I would say that the big brands are waking up to the fact that the all-in-one approach is not working. And we actually just talked to a Fortune 500 brand in New York a couple months ago, and we're still in talks with them. Things move a lot slower at the Fortune 500 than they do with most of the brands we're used to working with. But the interesting thing there is the individual that we're working with used to own his own Facebook ads agency, and he was sought out by this very large brand that everyone on this podcast would know the name of the brand. I got an NDA, so I can't say it, but it's very interesting. And so he was coming to us because he'd heard about our YouTube expertise. And this is a brand that spends a million a month on YouTube ads that are mostly brand oriented. Now, to a a marketer like me, that makes my jaw drop to the floor and and shed a small tear about the amount of money just going out the door. But that is what I believe that you can, if you want to look at what the big boys are doing, sometimes that's right, sometimes it's wrong. I think in this case, if you're wanting to scale, then you need to bring in your team of experts and wherever that you may find them. And I would say a plus is to find folks that are like us, Ralph, where we can send a significant Facebook ads advertiser to you. They can work with us on their Google ads or Amazon, and we can all collaborate together versus finding agencies that don't know one another and have never worked together. There are plenty of opportunities to work with agencies that specialize but have a combined approach,
0: yeah, in our case, we always say and i, I maybe the statistics have changed since the last time I looked this up, but like you're got you've got about eighty percent of the internet covered between what you're doing and what we're doing you know there's obviously there's other platforms out there like we mentioned, like Snapchat and Pinterest and Bing and all that like you can go after those too. Well, you've got like Pareto's principle here. You've got the 80-20 working in your favor between Google and Facebook. Will that change over the course of time? It might, who knows? Um, But the point is right now, you can get the biggest bang for your buck and really be able to hyper-focus your internal team on working with just two agencies and get, especially if you're in the direct response space. And I would 100% agree with you that the bigger brands, first off, they move, move a lot more slowly, but they are looking at and very much sought after right now is performance based marketing as opposed to the types of agencies that spend eh, 20 30 million dollars a month for brand awareness and i'm making my air quotes and that works you know in a certain model but people are now are seeing this trend a lot even in the conversations that i have with other agencies in the new york area is that yeah people want to know like i'm putting in a dollar and what am i getting back and when am i getting it back plus you know a certain mm-hmm. percentage mm-hmm and that's an opportunity for us as, as two performance based agencies for sure
1: Ralph it makes me sad sometimes when i get these leads and, and they may i've had we've had leads from google this way uh, we've had leads that have come in through other channels where it's typically a vc funded company plenty of cash yet on the call they have heels dug in that they want one agency so they've heard that we're experts in youtube but when i tell them that we would not be handling their facebook ads. It's like the conversation is over cuz they want to find one company to do both and I I do my best, but I know when those folks move on, I typically find they're not going to get the best results and that's okay. You can't have everything. But you know, there's there's things too that that we need to be asking when we're looking for an agency. And I've got a few questions that I think might help your audience. Do you think it might be a good time to share those? Let's do it. So when you're interviewing your agency, whether it's if Ralph has said, hey, you guys should talk to OMG or it's somebody else says you need to go talk to Hawk or any other agency that's out there. Hawk's one of those that, that kind of does it all. Well, you've got to have some questions you're going to ask. And I know one of the resources we're going to give on on the podcast will have a lot more of these questions you can ask. But my top three that you should be asking. And some of the agencies, you may want to close your ears because you may not want me to to share this information, but (laughs) I'm, I'm going to release it anyway. Yeah. Number one, tell me about the last client that you ended the relationship with and share what happened. So this is you asking, who did they fire? because that's the truth. Agencies, we will end relationships. We don't always, aren't always the ones getting, getting fired ourselves. So find out what actually happened there. The second one, tell me about the last client where they ended services and share what happened. Those two questions, you're going to learn a ton. You're going to find out how transparent the agency actually is, you're going to learn a lot in terms of how they answered. Did they get defensive? Did they start to get riled up as they shared the story? Or were they able to communicate in a calm manner about the circumstances? So much power in those two questions. Mm. And then the third is one of my favorite questions, whether you're in sales or you're looking for a brand. This is a great question. After you've done everything on maybe your initial discovery call and the agency says, do you have any other questions that you'd like me to ask today? Ask this one, are there any reasons we should not work together? And that's a great one because I don't know about you, Ralph, but there's always calls where we're having this great conversation, then boop, there goes a red flag. That's the red flag sound, boop, the red flag pops up, but we continue talking and there's those on both sides. So client may get a red flag from you, we may get a red flag from them. So the are there any reasons we should not work together question gives permission for the agency to say, you know, Bob, you know, Sarah, when you were saying earlier that you've had some inventory challenges lately, have you been able to solve those? Could you tell me more about your inventory issues? Or when you said that you are going into another round of funding soon, What, tell me, what does that actually mean for us moving forward? There's going to be ways that you can ask those things and it gives permission for the agency to speak up and then you can deal with those things out in the open rather than letting those pass by. You begin working together and then the first month that you're working together, the client calls and says, hey, remember we said on that call, those inventory, uh, we do not have that shipment coming from China. We're going to have to pause services until our inventory catches up it's just going to prevent a lot of potential damage from happening.
0: Yeah. I think the two first questions, especially are, are tough ones. I think that's a, those are very non self-serving, uh, mm-hmm. you know, from our perspective, obviously as guys that sell agency, but you know, that will open up a whole new understanding of who this person is that I'm talking to, even though, you know, you might've gotten a great recommendation from somebody who you know, like, and trust, but you know, the last client that you ended, that's going to tell you a lot about the agency and the last client where they ended, like on both sides. I mean, how they answer those questions. And we've certainly got asked those questions many times on discovery calls. I tend to answer things really, really honestly. It's like, Mm -hmm. because we're trying to filter out people not to work with as much as we're trying to filter out people to work with. And then these bring up like the harder questions to ask and then the reasons why you shouldn't work together. I think those are three really powerful questions. And for uh, for the brands that are
1: listening too, they need to understand that there's a lot of NDA activity these days. Mm. Uh, We probably have at least 50 NDAs that are in our folder at at least. So give some grace to the agency if they're not willing to give you a name. And I, I would argue you probably should not give a name. You just need to say, well, we had this furniture brand or we had this jewelry brand or or whatever you, you shouldn't be able to give names you should respect that side of it because you're right you can get so much gold from that you know as a matter of fact just this morning this also will tell you a lot about how the agency is actually evaluating themselves are they just churning through are they just ending a relationship and moving on because there's more business out there you know we had our monthly recap meeting this morning before the this recording and our coo put some brands up on that had ended services and it some of some of them i think one of them we had ended and two they had ended with us and we go through those in terms of client autopsies it's not really a great word but we call it a client autopsy we get together as a team when a client ends services talk about what went right you know what were we doing well like one client we ended services with, we had them at a 600% ROAS. We had given them a record month just the month previously, but the client could not keep their hands off their own account and kept making changes in smart bidding accounts that <laughs> were messing up performance. So they just couldn't help themselves. Yeah. But we actually went through like what happened and what do we need to look for? So you're going to find out a lot there about how much they really know about clients that are leaving versus ones that they're retaining.
0: Hi there, it's Darren Clark, the producer of Perpetual Traffic, and we'll be right back with the show in just a moment. But first, I want to let you know that digital marketer who bring you this show have created a newsletter. It's called DM Insider, and it's a free collection of up-to-date, informed, and actionable marketing content delivered to your inbox every Monday morning. Sign up now to receive the next edition, and you'll also get instant access to 30 free marketing tools, swipe files, and copy and paste templates to streamline your marketing and kickstart your company's growth. So go to digitalmarketer.com to sign up. All right, back to the show. So what's the next step after asking the tough questions? You know, how, how do you kind of move things forward from there?
1: Yeah, so if you've asked the right questions, and I would also say you know it's good to check on references. Mm -hmm. This is also one that can make us as agency owners a little uncomfortable because if every single lead that we got asked for a reference, we would be out of references very soon. (laughs) Because we we just can't go to every customer every week and say, "Hey, I got another lead. Can you talk to them?" But I would say that for those accounts that are, I'll say critical accounts or accounts that, you know, they have a process where they have to have some references. I think you should also take very good care of the references for agencies. If you've got the kind of go-to people on your team, make sure you're taking care of those people. I'm not talking about compensating them, but just make sure you make them feel good and that you really are paying attention to keep those references solid. But I do think that you should at least ask for references and and know that if the agency says, you know, I've just really gone through a lot of my references recently. I don't really want to hit them up again. I think you should just respect that and allow that to be a fair explanation. But Mm -hmm. I think reference checking is a good one. And so if you've done all of this, if you've assessed why do we need to do this, you've gone through a solid Q&A, you feel comfortable, maybe you've gotten a, a reference from another client that they have. I think it's also good to find out a little bit about the team that'll also be working on your account. Now, understanding that some agencies will assign that after the business has been booked, because if they got five or 10 leads, they're not going to figure out the team for people who haven't committed. But it's fair to say, who do you think my team may be? And can you tell me a little bit about that team? Mm -hmm. That's a, a good step as well. And then really, how do you make that final call to engage? And there's really three questions here. Did you enjoy the conversations? Are these people that you liked having calls with? Are these people that they maybe made you uncomfortable for the wrong reasons, but you've heard such good things about your agency? You've got to assess that. But did you enjoy the conversations you had? Were your questions answered thoroughly or vaguely, or did they get defensive at some questions? And then third, did you even get a plan? Did they just assume you were going to come on board, or were you offered at least a strategic plan? And so those are three good questions kind of when making that final call. And then from there, it's really for us, we're probably just reviewing any potential red flags that might be there and bringing those out into the open. And if we're good there, then we'll offer someone to go ahead and move forward and do business. And I think you can do that on the other side as a brand.
0: Yeah yeah I think those are important things that we actually make mention of them in our discovery calls and we actually do do a plan specifically for new agency customers and then we deduct the fee we it's a it's paid for it's like a you know it's a, like a high priced relatively speaking tripwire offer but it allows us to go in and actually do an assessment of what have you done in the last sixty ninety hundred and twenty days inside your ad account do We think in our media buying team, do we think we can get you to where you need to be, which I know wasn't one of the questions that we had discussed here. But one of the big things that we always ask customers is like, what does success look like? You know, what are your goals for like six, 12 Mm -hmm. months out, you know, even three years out? Because we tend to have relationships for very long periods of time with with customers. You know, most of our agency customers have been with us four or five years And, you know, we're very, very deep into their business. But yeah, I mean, I think, you know, having some kind of a plan in place, like, what are these guys going to do for me? Like, I Mm -hmm. can't imagine, like, this is a really big step. And I know that, you know, you reference it as nuptials, you know, it's like getting married. It is kind of like that. So you need to kind of like the person you're married and getting married to,
1: you know? And I'm glad you brought that up because that's a big area that that kind of, Bypass. There is that whole expectations. You know, are you going to squeeze the tube from the bottom, or are you just going to mash that sucker up anywhere? You know, that's and so having those clear expectations. How many calls do you want to have? You know, how, how often are you used to en- engaging? How do you evaluate performance? And. All of those kinds of things. And and where do you want to be three months from now, six months from now? Are you looking to sell your brand within 12 to 18 months? That's good to get out on the table. And then another key, and this is kind of in the segment that I call you know making the most of the relationship, making the most of the relationship, you can have expectations on month one and we are crystal clear. All of a sudden you wake up four months later and I don't know who I'm sleeping next to. Mm. because the goal line has been moved or things have happened in the business or there's been some communication lost. The agency is looking at a CPA target or a ROAS target that they're really happy with because look what the data says. Look at how we're doing. We're meeting these expectations. But on the brand side, on the client side, they're possibly even to the point of looking for other agencies because you've gotten misaligned. So I think it's important Every three to four months, maybe six months, depending, reset those expectations. Make sure you're on the same page, and that's how you're going to make sure you get off on the right foot and also continue to run the race together.
0: Yeah, and I think for a customer of an agency, moving the goalposts is what we what we refer to it as inside Tier 11. It's like, all right, well, when we first started, it was a 2x return on ad spend at 30 days. Now it's a 3x at 14 days. Like, where did they come across... like? And as you scale, typically there's a inverse relationship. As you spend more money, a lot of your metrics, like your cost per acquisition, your return on ad spend typically will go negative, will go the opposite direction of where you want them to be. Meaning as you scale, your cost per acquisition typically increases a little bit. As you scale, your return on ad spend typically decreases. So that's kind of what The world that we face, especially with Facebook and Instagram ads. But setting that expectation and being fair to the agency, I think is a really, really important point here. But also you as an agency owner, you need to check in with your customer to make sure everything is going well from a business perspective and that you are in alignment still, like every three to four months, we do it once a month, typically, you know, through our customer success management team, just because we can stay ahead of it. Because that moving Mm -hmm. of the goalposts is really, all of a sudden the relationship can turn sour very quickly if you're Mm -hmm. not in alignment and you're not communicating exactly what those potential changes may be. I mean, fundamentally, there might be huge changes in the business. Maybe their cost of goods all of a sudden is starting to increase or their supplier, their primary supplier now is charging them more or went out of business or there's all kinds of things you've got to really stay in tune with as an agency, but also, you know, as a customer who hires an agency, you know, have open communication with them. Tell them what's going on. You know, the more open communication we find, the better.
1: Oh, yeah. And that's so true. And, you know, in the first 90 days, we're typically having a phone call every couple of weeks so that we can make sure the relationship is solid, that we're making sure we're sticking with the right goals and and the expectations are there. But the other thing that can happen on those calls and interactions, you know, you've heard, you know, it's in the school system, you know, I think is where it started. But if you see something, say something. Well, what I tell our team is if you perceive something, say something. And that's on both sides because you can have those calls that the data's good, everybody seems to be comfortable, but then the account manager comes to me and go, and I said, how was the call? Oh, I think it was good. I said, but there was something that he said on the call that made me wonder if he's really happy. Hmm. Well, that's a perception. right? So it's important to bring that perception out into the light. And it's the same for the client side. If you are perceiving or sensing that your agency maybe just isn't getting it, maybe they've dropped the ball on something, or you're concerned they're they're not communicating. I'm amazed how many times on both sides, the lack of simply communicating a perception ends up hurting a relationship that then has to be repaired, or ends a relationship that at least on one side or the other, you thought was on the way to being amazing.
0: Yeah. And we as agency owners don't like to let go customers or have customers leave us that we enjoy working with. So staying ahead of that is really, really important. And I think it can be, you know, just clearly communicated and the question can be asked so that there is no ambiguity. Like, and I think that's just sort of the basics of human interaction too. Like, there's a pain of departure, there's a pain of leaving an agency from a customer perspective. That means you have to start from scratch. Really? It's like your learning curve all of a sudden goes back to zero. Like you just have to start, you know, all over again. I don't think any customer really wants to do that. So being proactive, yeah. and at least talking with the agency about these sorts of things, giving them like one of the things I always tell our customer success team is like, that's great on Facebook ads. Tell me about what's going on in their business. Like we want to have business conversations because we are partnering with them to help their business grow faster than they could on their own using Facebook and Instagram ads. So Facebook is the vehicle for that, but what's going on in their business and how can we potentially help them? And that's a lot of times when they say, well, you know, our Google is not doing all that great or then we bring you guys in or, you know, we have other vendors that we might help solve the problem with. I've done this numerous times just in the last couple of weeks because we're staying ahead of, like problems that could potentially evolve later on because we're talking about their business and not just the thing we're doing every single day. Does that make sense?
1: Completely. Because it's expensive. You yeah. know, it's expensive for us to lose a customer. I would argue it's it's even in some ways more expensive for the brand right. to make make a change. And that's why I think you've you've got to go all out to secure the relationship, even go all out to save the relationship, if there's just complete malpractice, Mm -hmm. you gotta, you gotta move on. Right. But if there are positive signs and the track record has been good, but you've reached a roadblock, the roadblock could be completely out of the agency's control. It could mean that you've got to have a conversation about CRO that we're doing as good as we can, but you know, those red buttons for the action on your website are (laughs) killing us, you know? So, um, those are where you've got to look at other things. It could be creative. I mean, the amount of times that, I don't know if it's that often, but there's times where we're asked for very specific creative and what we get back is, uh, let's just say a yawner. (laughs) Like that is not going to improve the results there. And so that's where working diligently to save it, because I think we do the same for our in-house teams. I mean, if you just look at the stats, the average tenure for a CMO at a brand is something like forty-four months. You know, I don't know how many forty-four month relationships we have at the company. I know we have some, but you know, the average—and we're well above this average. I know you are too. But I think the average agency relationship is like six months, hmm. and that's expensive. Yeah, that's that's very expensive. And so, you know, if you do move into a thing where you think you got to move on, I think it's about. You know, looking at accountability, is it inconsistency consistently? Is it poor communication that just hasn't improved? Were they driving the strategy at the beginning, but now it's started to lag behind? And those are all things, really, all four of those. Lack of accountability can be brought to light and discussed. Inconsistency can be brought to light and discussed. Poor communication, same thing. The strategy point, when we're at like a big show like IRCE or something like that, and so you have larger brands coming by, we might ask a question, just a soft opening question, like, uh, "Tell me about what are you looking for today, or why are you considering another agency?" And the number one answer is they drove strategy initially, but mm-hmm. they've just gotten kind of lazy as time moved on. Yeah. Well, you know, and I I would kind of wonder, and and a lot of those they do say, you know, we pushed, we prodded them, and they're just not hearing it. Well, that is a good point to start start looking around but you know it's it just like in anything Ralph it's it's communication and the more active and engaged you are in communication and and i would say too facetime is important and we now got a very sizable office and we can do this a lot easier than we could 6 or 7 years ago but we invite clients hey fly your team in mm-hmm. you know come sit down let's have some in person strategy Sessions. We can go to lunch, we can go to dinner. If a client says, hey, we'd like you to fly out and meet with us, we'll do that. Yeah. And that may not make sense for all agencies on this call or all brands on this call, but if it's not you coming to them or them coming to you, find out what events and, and expos that you both go to and find some time while you're there to sit down and build the relationship. And and I think Ralph, if you look at the clients you've had for the longest and we look at the ones we've had the longest they include relationships that are outside a Zoom call or a phone call. Right.
0: Yeah, totally agree. I mean, the face-to-face thing is something that we find invaluable. I look at that as a, a must for any high volume customer that we really want to create a long lasting relationship with, which is the majority of the customers inside tier 11 right now and the ones that will be engaging with in 2020. Like those are the types of people that we really want to work with long and hard and, you know, get their business to the next level and have them work with us for years and years and years. I would say this is that that complaint that you mentioned about why you're looking for another agency is the number one thing that we hear as well. But I think very few brands will address that. And I think we're talking about sort of how to let go or how to potentially fire your agency. But I would say before you take that drastic step, if there's an issue, like you get on the phone with somebody and say, hey, listen, you know, I've got a real issue here. Like you guys are not doing X, Y, and Z. Now, our whole job for customer success is what we kind of call it inside tier 11 is to get ahead of that. So that never actually happens. Typically it's, um, you know, it's it's a phone call that or an email to me, hey, we need to talk, you know, that's usually how it's happened in the past. <laughs> yeah. And then we do talk and then we manage it. And we, as long as you as a brand are up front with your agency, like, hey, you know, I have really noticed that you guys have really dropped off on your creativity and your, you know, you're uh, driving the bus here as far as how we're approaching new markets. And it's really tapered off. Like, what's going on? Uh, I think that's an important conversation to have with an agency before you say, all right, now's the time for me to fire them. Now, if you do that a couple of times and they don't shape up, then I think, you know, the decision is made. But I do think that people, you know, resist having those harder conversations because no one really, really likes conflict. I mean, you know, depending on uh, what type of personality you are, but just by and large, people want to avoid it. And I think it is an important thing to just come right out and say it. Hey, I think this is where you guys are dropping the ball. What's your plan to fix it?
1: This is a great anecdote that Brett used today as well in our meeting. And we have a client that we really like these guys. We've been to their offices. We've had the tour of their facility, just super, super guys. But Brett got an email. I don't know how long ago, let's say it's been within the last 30 days. And the subject was pre-cancellation notice. Well, I love that. You know, it, it was I'm thinking about firing you guys, but I want to talk about these things first. Right now that is the way to do things. Yeah. And actually what ended up happening, we took ownership for some things in that discussion. We pointed out some things that we needed if we were going to continue from our standpoint. And actually what ended up is they ended up giving us all of their business. Interesting. We, we were, just handling one segment of Google ads for them. And when it was over, we ended up having all of their Google ads, search, shopping, YouTube, and display, and their Amazon business. And that all came from, hey, I'm having some concerns that are leading me to potentially thinking about ending the relationship. Let's talk about it. And now we're in a position, on, and we're on the both same page that this is now going to be better than it even was before and that's that key word relationship i mean just think about this boyfriend girlfriend husband wife the more you bottle things up it's just going to create anger and resentment and that's kind of those stories you hear about in relationships that sometimes you say well well gosh tim what happened i don't know i woke up and she'd packed her bags and she was gone <laughs> well you know, Tim, when you think about it, what were some of the signs? You know, well, she started coming home after nine o'clock every night. You know, if, if you're not having those discussions, someone's going to walk out the door.
0: Yeah, it is so true, and um, you know, hopefully, you won't. It won't come to that point. And you know, when you're hiring an agency, but it does happen. I mean, that quite honestly, that's really where a lot of our business comes from. Is from customers who are disgruntled with their current agency. And you know, we are very, very clear on what their expectations are. We're very, very clear that we know what their goals are. And it all comes back to constant communication, which is, I think, the key to any relationship.
1: Yeah. And I think it's important. It's an important thing for for brands to know as well that the agencies that have reached a level, a reputation level that are, are very well-respected out there, and there there are so many of those, they are also evaluating you. So we're sometimes wary of those calls that come in and it's very one-sided because we say all the time, we want to make sure we're the right fit. If we were to work together, we want to evaluate your Google account before we even decide to work together. And so I think it's important to know that we're also evaluating the brand and we're not always going to say yes to everything but we also want to make sure that we can direct them to the right fit for them. And usually it's folks that just aren't the right size for us. They're just too small. And so we want to try and help them by moving forward. And so those are the kind of the refreshing things that I like to hear when I hear people say, wow, this is really refreshing, or or, I'm not really used to having someone be this transparent with me. Well, I would want, all the agencies to be that way, that would provide a business environment where we'd have a lot less churn and we would have a lot more positive relationships as a result. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 100%. This has been awesome. I mean, I think there's a lot in here on both sides of the the table, so to speak, can can get some great insights as to how to do it from a brand perspective and from an agency perspective. And I think it really does all boil down to a lot of good communication. And that's the key to any relationship like we had said before. But yeah, this has been tremendous, Chris. And I really appreciate you coming on Perpetual Traffic to discuss this. How can people get in touch with you guys over at OMG Commerce or you specifically?
1: If you'd like to check out OMG Commerce, it's pretty simple. It's omgcommerce.com. And if you want to look at me, just, I mean, you can just Google Chris Brewer marketer that'll find me a LinkedIn. My hashtag is Mo marketer, like Missouri marketer. Yeah. So uh, you'll find me very easily that way. And again, happy to have conversations with anyone. And if we're not a good fit, I'm going to send you somewhere else. That'll take good care of you.
0: Yeah, for sure. And the PDF that we've sort of been referring to through today's episode the official guide to hiring firing and making the most of your agency relationships we're going to give you a link to that in the show notes here at digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast as well as any other references and resources that we've mentioned here on today's show so make sure you do head over to digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast this has been episode 331 all the goodies will be over there chris brewer Thanks for coming on, man. And uh, thanks for bringing it. So, just as a reminder, make sure you go to tier11.com forward slash swipe and pick up your copy of the $100 million swipe file. Like I said before, all you need to do is just give us a nice testimonial, an honest testimonial. Don't like fake it. Like, if you don't think perpetual traffic has helped you at all, don't do it. We want honest testimonials. Really, really simple to do through our good friends over at getbravo.com. It'll open up into a new link and then enable you to give a testimonial right there on your mobile phone or on your desktop. And as soon as you do that, then uh, we will send you this incredibly valuable swipe file accumulated from five years of running over a half a billion dollars worth of advertising on Facebook and Instagram. These are not only the best ads we've ever created, but also images of each ad and the link to the ad. So you can actually see how we formulated it. And it's all templatized into eight individual cold traffic templates, some of which I've never actually talked about here on the podcast prior. So definitely go over to tier11.com forward slash swipe if I were you get there right now and give a testimonial. And in exchange for that, we will send you this swipe file, which we're settling for $297 in the coming year. So, but it'll be yours for free in exchange for an honest testimonial about how we might have been able to impact your business in a positive way, which is the reason why we do this show is to help you get better results and grow your business faster through Facebook and Instagram ads. So I appreciate that. tier11.com forward slash swipe. Can't wait to see how it'll impact your business in the coming year. It's so, okay, everybody. It's been great. Once again, digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Head over there and get all the goodies that we mentioned here on the show, as well as feel free to reach out to Chris if you're looking for a top notch Google agency. These guys do amazing work. And uh, like I said, they're the only agency that we refer to when it's specifically in e commerce. and We do a lot of e commerce here at Tier 11. So check them out there at OMG Commerce. Until next week.